Hello, everybody. Welcome to 321. Uh, Bobby the Awesome here today with a very special guest, Victoria Radar. Welcome to the podcast. Bobby, thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say firsthand, you are Bobby the Awesome. She's so awesome. She's so awesome. I'm so happy to be here. And I was thinking the same of you, especially wearing my favorite color today of purple. So um, I'm looking really forward to this conversation. I think you bring a lot of value to both of my audiences with mindset and well, your 35 laws. But before we get into all that, how about I let you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm possibility coach and founder of You to Shine. And in a nutshell, what I get to do daily is to empower people to turn their hidden possibilities into beautiful, simple, not easy always, but simple opportunities, and then turn them into fulfillment, peace, and prosperity. Because I think sacrificing any one of those three is just not worth our time on this earth. <laughs> That's what I do. And every book I've written, every app we've created, every program, every coach supports that transition. So peace, prosperity. What was the third one? Fulfillment. 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 Oh, that's beautiful. That's definitely a great tripod to sit on. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm the most excited about this topic. So I'm going to start with what we were just talking about before we got on air. So if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. So when we were communicating, you had sent me the sentence, um, addiction to suffering, and then recovery of self-worth. So can you share with the audience, what was your intention when you wrote that? What were you thinking? What do you think they need to know? I think I'm going to offer a new aspect that for some of us might be a little bit uncomfortable. And that aspect is, in a nutshell, humanity is on a journey of addiction, of recovering from addiction, so that we can step into living from the place of complete self-worth. Now, for some of us, it has taken the chemical form, the substance form, or the abusive form that impacts the lives of other people. But I would say, how many of us do not know how to go to the bathroom without our phone? How many of us cannot make it through the day without a coffee? And how many of us are so eager to see that one more like on social media. We are recovering as humanity from addiction in a different degree, all of us. And I think we're living in an age of great deception, I call it, when things that are claiming to be light, that are pretending to be light, are not necessarily such. You get online and you're seeing this promise of deliverance in three easy payments of $29.99, your pain will go away, your heartache will go away, and you keep swiping the card and the pain is magnified. And why is that? Because the job of light is not to make things disappear. Its job is to make things clear and appear and to show you the way through them. It is the addiction that says, come to me, I'll make it go away. I will numb your pain. (laughs) And so to me, what it's become is the more we understand how worthy we are as human beings, the more we connect to who we are, both physically here in this reality and spiritually, divinely, energetically, whatever language you describe something that is more than just material world. As we connect the two and we find the worthiness of simply being alive, we start 
you know, walking away from addiction to suffering because we are not afraid of having joy anymore. So think of it. Think of it, you know, ah, from poor me to powerful me by rediscovering the me, you know, and I look at it as little ambiguity. Wow. There was so much gold in there. I want to unpack a couple things. Wow. Um, so I love that you called out the uh, addiction to likes and to technology. And it's something I haven't done a good job talking about. So you're absolutely on target because that's probably the biggest addiction right now, mm -hmm. or maybe the addiction to suffering. I could see it being even greater through my journey and my experience. What I learned was, so in 12 step program, for example, they say we can't be cured or there's a, there's a feeling of you can't be cured when it comes to addiction. And I'm coming to believe that if you do healing though, you, you can kind of be cured. I mean, am I going to test it and go try to bet small? No. Um, Cause I just have my fundamental beliefs and they're always evolving, which is kind of fun, but um, it's still scary to me, but I've never thought of this idea of self-worth being like, I thought it was just trauma, right? That leads to wanting to escape and stuff. And you just brought it back to the root of self-worth. Can mm. you share, can you share what, what maybe you see in your clients or what your perspective is on self-worth? Is there any of your laws that maybe help people in that area? Cause I agree with you. I think it's something every single person struggles with, even the ones who show up confident, even the ones who are teaching it, right? We all have yeah. these voices in our head. So can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, such a deep, deep question, Bobby. You know, first of all, I am on the same journey with you. I think it's I think awareness is much more powerful than denial. So I think this concept of getting up and saying, hi, I'm Victoria Raider and I am a, an addict is a desire to bring into awareness that help is needed. But there is a better awareness that ties you back to self-worth. If I were to get up and say, I'm Victoria Raider and I choose to be sober. We're conveying the same concept. Right? I, you got chills. Right? I did because chills. I just did this. I went to GA Monday night. And in a GA room, I'm so programmed to say, I'm Bobby, I'm a compulsive gambler. And I actually said, I said, I don't want to say that. I said, I'm Bobby, a grateful person in recovery. So, yeah. So and so you reclaim that, A, you are a divine being with the right to choose. So I choose to be sober. And if, when, the more times you say that, the more confident you are in your choice. Because the more we affirm the lack of ability, the more we dig into the lack of self-worth. And so, yes, the neural wiring for some of us genetically predisposes us for certain behaviors. So we don't want to say it's not real or I can make it go away. No, but I can make a different neural pathway every single day of my life. You know, I actually say there's a 12-rule uh, miracle, really. What happens is that it takes 12 seconds for two neural, for two neurons to create a new connection. They've taken brain um, pictures, and on those pictures, you can see two dendrites, two nerve cells. And when you consistently keep a thought, because it's an electric signal, 
at a certain frequency, it takes only 20 seconds for the dendrites of two cells to meet and create a new neural pathway. So I've started practicing with my clients this gorgeous way to a farm where you count down, you say, 12, I choose to be sober. You know, 11, today I choose to be sober. 10, I choose to be sober. And you go down because for 12 seconds, you're creating the neural pathway. And you will see how differently you feel after those 12 seconds. You'll feel empowered to keep up your choice instead of disempowered to fight what you've been told is your nature, right? It's a huge concept there, huge concept of that. So, and then... Go ahead. Go ahead. I got my notes. Okay. And then the trauma and the drama, you know... um, the two are very related because I believe what trauma in a nutshell is, is somebody else's energy penetrating so deeply into your heart that it questions your own self-worth. That is where the two are related. Something happens to you that is so traumatic that that inner knowing of your worth is shaken. And I think there's a big difference between trauma and drama. I tell my clients all the time, I can help you heal trauma, but you will have to make a choice not to run around sharing drama. I mean, that I can't help you with. And the difference is drama is seeking negative emotion through repeating our story. That is not building us up. That is gaining attention. That is addiction to suffering. Can you believe this happened to me? Let me tell you over and over and over again, we get attention. We lock into the addiction to suffering. We are thriving through through drama. Trauma, however, wants to hide. It is so deep that we don't want anybody to know. It brings us on our knees in shame. We wanna hide our trauma. So that's how you know the difference. Which part of you Are you hiding, aware and unaware? That part needs to come out into the light and be healed. And the repetitive, poor me, I'll just have to let it go. (laughs) Wow. You just redefined a lot of things for me. Wow. To to me, what I heard the last part, and then I got to remember to go back to the beginning. But when you talked about trauma and drama, it's almost like victimhood. One is intentional and one isn't. Did I hear that the right way? Yes, 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 yes. One is a survivor being stuck, and that's trauma. And one is a victim running you know, all over the planet, and that's drama. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That's powerful. That's very powerful. And then this I really loved. And this I'm going to speak maybe in terms of either um, entrepreneurs with clients or even people that work regular jobs. Because when you were talking about creating new neuropathways, I've heard that term at all the recovery conferences and on all the things. And I love Dr. Eamon. He's my favorite brain guy. But I'd never heard the 12 seconds before. And I never had such a vivid illustration as what you gave us. And what if, what if we understood it wasn't, you know, years to build that new pathway. Like that message needs a big shout out because we literally can do it in that short amount of time. I just feel like you gave me a whole lot of power back by, by sharing that with me. So that was amazing. And then I'm curious the work part now. So knowing that 
if someone was at a day job or, or a client, you know, gives you feedback or whatever, it sounds like it doesn't even have to be the addict or whatever. You can almost become a better employee or a better entrepreneur, right? If you're telling yourself a different story than yeah. what you're absorbing. Absolutely. I just, I default to the statement that I find myself saying over and over again, because that's become the truth in my life. Once I understood the power of it, I want that truth to be conveyed to every person I get the joy of sharing. And that is notice what you notice, because what you notice is what you create. Because none of us know how negative we really are. All of us think if we just change our spouse, our best friend, or our boss to a better person, our life will be better. <laughs> it's the delusion we all share. But the reality is when you give yourself loving luxury, right? Loving luxury, saying, whatever I'm going to notice about myself today, I'm going to accept with a smile and tender mercy. And you start noticing how and what you notice. Are you noticing, let's say, if you are single, like for some reason there's such a, a strong... Um, Energy of addiction is the energy of loneliness. And you can be lonely even if you are in a relationship, right? And a lot of us are lonely while in a relationship. And even more of us do not have relationship because deep inside we feel we are somehow unworthy, right? That's just a whole story there. So what if we looked into that story, well, let's say of loneliness, from this new perspective of saying, okay, so right here, right now, I'm going to spend one day of noticing what I notice about that. When I see a happy couple, what are my thoughts? Oh, yeah, right, they must be hiding something. Well, easy for her, she has this, that. Well, if, of course he would have it. What thoughts are we energetically sending to the image of perceived happiness? Until we know how to be genuinely happy for something or someone that we seek, we cannot match their frequency. And if we cannot match their frequency, we cannot create those neural pathways of that reality. But the gap is the lack of self-forgiveness because we are afraid internally to notice how and what we're noticing. You know, Einstein, my favorite quote of all times that is attributed to him, challenged all over. We have no idea whether he said it or not. We're going to choose to believe he did. But he said, match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but have that reality. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Now we know this is physics and this is neuroscience because matching the frequency of reality is keeping a feeling and a thought consistently for 12 seconds at a time. So notice what you are creating in whatever area. Don't get overwhelmed. Just kind of pick one area in your life you want to improve, whether it's money, whether it's relationship, whether it is health, one area at a time. We're human. We struggle. We fail. I love failing. I'll tell you later why, but pick one area and start noticing what you notice. And there's so much gold in that. And then start shifting awareness first, alignment second, action third. And then it's a life of abundance. I told you before I press record that confidence and humility were two of the things that I'm working on. And you just made me very humble because all this time I thought I was self-aware. Mm. And I wasn't self-aware. I think I am. I'm, I'm probably like ahead of the curve as far as paying attention to it and the things that I've paid attention to studying to get better at it but I think I have a long way to go and the way you just described it. And now I feel like I have the solution to anything I notice that isn't good. 
12, I'm 12 seconds away from my life changing. That's what I'm hearing. Am I hearing this right? Right, right. right. It's just gorgeous, right? So you first, because a lot of it, we block it because we don't know how to handle it. So our incredible survival self says, my dear one, if you knew what you're really thinking, you'd be so overwhelmed. Guess what? You would turn to addiction. You would want to make it go away. So I'm going to block it for you in sweet denial. But now, now that you have the key, let's play with it. And this is what I want to tell you about the whole failure thing. This is a relatively new concept that came through during one of the teachings I did for have this amazing group. I call it quantum freedom because I'm all about gaining freedom back. Actually, I'm Ukrainian. So freedom is big, right? Genetically, culturally, we're dying for freedom. I'm living for freedom. Okay. It doesn't matter. As long as freedom is there, we're in. So, but um, this just excited to share this concept. So when you look at your life, let's say you're going to divide it on five, seven, however many areas of your life. So we will, for simplicity, we're going to take money. Why for simplicity? Because the world is screaming and paying over money right now. So it's hard to ignore it. That's why I wrote the book about it. So, and you're going to look and say, okay, if 10 was, I'm financially stable to the degrees that I choose what I do. And the only thing that limits me is my choice to do what I do. That is financial security. Okay, I chose it. I did it. Now, and one being, um, I'm so far in debt that just hearing the word money triggers me and I have an emotional response. And I've had, I've worked with people like that that started there. So it's safe to start wherever you are. So you look at that from one to 10. And I want you to assign a number for yourself for that area, for that one area. Let's say you said, okay, you know what? Hmm, my house payments are on time. I'm not in bankruptcy. I have three credit cards that are current, two that are not. I think I'm a three. I think I'm a three. Wherever you assign yourself that placement, once again, you can do it for your health. You can do it for your relationship one at a time, one area. Understand that that number is below five, right? Yes, it's a failure number. Congratulations. Up till now, you've been failing. Isn't that great? Why is that great? Because you take 10 and you subtract your failure number. I'm going to take 10 minus 3. And I'm going to chill as I share it. Now you have 7. 7 is your success potential. 7 is your success potential. So what is true for your brain is, I'm not a failure at 3. I have a potential to succeed that is 7 out of 10. How freaking huge is it? So why would I be afraid to fail now? I'm going to go forward and discover my success potential. And once I discover that number and I'm excited about it, I'm going to say, great, what is the one thing, one thing I'm going to do to maximize that potential right now? I'm going to bring one law, which is the law of growth from the book. Because in the law of growth, they give you a formula. So simple. Profound things are simple because they don't need to be sold. <laughs> you know, so it's simple because it doesn't need to be sold. And the success formula is your mindset times your skill set times your effort equals results. So you're saying my success potential is seven. And I'm going to look at mindset times skill set times effort equals results. Which one of those three has the greatest potential? My mindset is nine. I've read every book about money. <laughs> I could teach you about money. I just don't have any, but I can teach about it. That's your nine. Then your skill set. Have you talked to accountants? Have you read practicality? But more importantly, effort. Are you living the principles that you know? Because if any one of those is a zero, your results will be a zero. So you pick the lowest, you know, the highest potential for success 
and you're going to say, what is the one effort I can do today? And I would say, set an automatic savings where you only send $10 a month, more if you can, but everybody can find $10, everybody. Today, send $10 a month to your savings, just for the fun of it. Send a, send a signal to the universe, I'm abundant, I've got money to save, right? And so that's how gorgeous life can be when we're not afraid to fail. It's fun. It's just fun. Wow. So you just said, send a message to the universe. So what if somebody's listening that has no idea? You're saying a lot of things, and, and I had to take a step back. That make a lot of sense to me, but I, I have the luxury of talking to a lot of people about this stuff. Um, so when you're talking about vibration, frequency, um, telling the universe, do you mind sharing a little bit more about that, maybe to some of the rookies out there? Absolutely. So if you are and I are third graders, that's, I believe, when the brilliance leaves us. So I like the third grade level discussions because <laughs> after that we get brainwashed, right? So let's think of it in terms of biology. When I have a thought, my brain produces electric signal. There's electricity going through my brain. Physiologically, we know that whenever there is electric signal, there has to be a field around it that's formed, that's called a magnetic field. In our human body, it's an emotion. A thought is an electric signal. An emotion is a magnetic field around that signal. So we're thinking, feeling beings, or we are electromagnetic beings. Both are true. They measure our brain through electric activity and magnetic activity. What is MRI? measuring magnetic field and the electric what is ekg they're measuring the electric field of our heart so we're electromagnetic beings thinking feeling beings now electromagnetic field just like any magnet will either attract to it things or it will push things away so all the big talk about frequency is that the field of our thoughts and emotions either attracts things to us or pushes them away. It's that simple. And so what we attract to us happens through the actions that we take, being at the frequency of the vibration of a thought and emotion. So the thought that is repetitive causes the emotion that is consistent, and that's what we call dominant frequency, our thought and emotion pattern. Which is why I say notice what you notice. Because once you notice what you think and how you feel, you can see whether you're at a frequency of lack or prosperity. Go back to 1600s, Shakespeare, my favorite metaphysical teacher, he didn't know it. He says to be or not to be, that is the question. So to simplify, to be fit or not to be fat are not one and the same. Because to be fit will have thoughts of, I can do this, I can stay fit, I'm going to you know, make choices that support that versus not to be fat. I'm so afraid I'm gonna gain weight when I eat this donut. So we're try you cannot try not to be something. Why? Because your focus is on not being it. And our body doesn't recognize the not part. So if I'm going to tell you right now, do not think about your kitchen. Do not think about your refrigerator. 
do not think whether it's stainless steel or black or why do not think about it. And definitely, no matter what, do not think what's in it. We have failed. Congratulations. So there is a potential to succeed. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're going to go to success part. And and that's just as simple as it is. You know, there's no magic. It's just that what we are vibrating at attracts us to the action steps to support that vibration and leads to the results that show I knew it. Person says, I hope I won't get sick. I hope I won't get sick. Oh, dang it. I'm sick. I knew it. Yes. Not only we knew it, we've created it. (laughs) So, yeah. Wow. Do, Do you, are you open to doing like a little, I don't know, um, like using me as an example, yes. if I tell you what I write down in my goals, will you tell me if I'm wording it the right way? Because I write yes. down the same script every day. Oh, okay. You it. like this idea. It. All right. I'm going to make sure I'm ready to take notes. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could have done 10 shows just in what we just talked about. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I write down, I am a grateful, confident, tan, 145-pound C-cup, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally healthy billionaire living to her highest purpose in nature. That's the first line of my goals every day. I love that. I would ask you, being that, all of that, how would you feel? I'd feel amazing. It would mean that I was doing exactly the 3-2-1 mission. And so what is the feeling of amazing? It's, it's the joy of knowing that people have found their life or their self-worth like you're talking about. So in my, in my head, it's, it's knowing that they've learned or that they have a choice to live the better life of recovery or, or mental wellness. So it's, it's that. There you go. You just put your hand on your heart right there was your answer (laughs) right there. So that you put your hand on your heart. Whatever that was there is what you're feeling, right? So that everything up till then was the conversation that your brain had to arrive to that so that. But our subconscious mind moved you to put your hand on your heart. So you go into that feeling, so that what, Bobby? Now put your hand on your heart and so that what? What's in that heart? What's under your hand in that heart? <laughs> wow. It's opportunity. Go. It's stuff. And the first thing that always comes to mind is Kai. That's my niece. I want her to have a better life. And I want to show her you don't have to live like an addict or with bad habits. Whoa, I didn't expect that or I would not have planned that. There you go. There you go. That is what you're manifesting. And what you wrote is so irrelevant because the universe doesn't understand the words. But it now we just send the very first signal out there from your heart and now into the space to charge. That is what I am and that is what I want. Now, before you go to bed every night, you can close your eyes. You're going to go to this very moment. You're going to see yourself. With, was it Sky? My, my niece's name is Sky too. That's K-Y-E. What is your niece's name? Ky- Kylie. Kai. Yours is Kylie. Kylie. Mine is, mine is Kylie. So you and Kai, 
you're going to know, you're going to see yourself on the other side of that story you shared, right, of being there. And you're going to be holding her hands and going to say, we've done it. I've done this for you. And I want you to so emotionally be present in that moment that the same emotion you had now, you're going to have tears in your eyes and you're going to drift to sleep. As you drift to sleep, your subconscious mind for four hours is going to be built, not 12 seconds. We've just cheated the system. For four hours, the last frequency we fall asleep with, and that frequency is the feeling from the heart. The brain will be now building those neural connections. So you will start seeing opportunities to make that a reality. And we're going to allow God, universe, the best way to arrive for you and through you. So you don't need to have the full list of how because it's limiting. You just want to have the final feeling and the miracle of how it's going to be delivered through you. It's just beautiful. Your heart is beautiful. It's open. And that's what we're going for. And by heart, is, you know, there's a book that's called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Great book, by the way. But it gave this concept of mind over matter, which is, yes, great. Mindset, mindset, mindset. But the full name of the book should have been the full title that he took actually out of Psalms, which is As a Man Thinketh in His Heart so is he. And so we've become so detached from the power of magnetic field, which is 5,000 more powerful than the electrical thought of our brain. So yes, it's mind over matter, but it's heart over mind. To create anything, you connect to your heart and that creates neural receptors in your mind and that creates the reality. I have done so much research on all of this from so many angles, right? From from 12 step, from different recovery groups, from the books, from from my guests, from Abraham Hicks videos. And I don't think, and maybe that was the foundation, but I don't think I ever quite got it until what I just experienced right now, like to, to that level. Like, thank you. That was a pretty big gift. Um, and I like, whew, I, my brain keeps going to like, I want to absorb more and more of this from you. And I'm like, I'm going to have to re-listen to this show. And I'm already like planning on re-listening to it a million times because I'm, I'm so immersed in what you're saying. Um, and you're sharing it in such a way. It It's just magnificent to me. So, thank so thank you. you for that. Um, I'm a little curious. I'm going to, I'm going to calm it down a little, cause I'm getting a little wound up. Um, so I'm going to go to a little bit more like technical. So, you know, a lot, it sounds like I've heard things about reference to Bible, to literature, to science, to physics. Can you tell us a little bit about you as a person and like, what, it, what brought you to all these? It's really neat. Like you've created your own ball of you through a lot of different roads. It sounds like, can you share a little about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, the concept or the philosophy of I am me is really huge for me. And by me, I don't mean me. I mean, every human being as statement of I am me, who I am, who's my, you know, worth. And I break it down into this little, uh, you know, symbol, little ambiguity. So the prosper me book is little ambiguity. 
our Empower Dash Me app. You know, whatever we do is going to have the me in it. And the reason it's there, it's a reminder of who we are as human beings. And that is mortal, that surrenders, surrenders to immortal, you know, to eternal. Mortal surrendering to eternal. Because just like the, just, okay, we know that the combination of atoms that we are right now physically is in this body. They've always been, you know, the life of an atom supersedes the life of the solar system by billions and billions of years. So it's been a long time, at least the level of an atom, if you don't want to go beyond that. So there's mortal and there's eternal. And then there is matter and energy, right? We're physical matter and we're energy. And then there is material and essential. And very often we get so absorbed into material goals that we miss the essential goals and that's how we go broke so what is essential what is material and finally it's manifesting and expensive sometimes we're so sad on manifesting things that we don't want to expand our purpose and if we were to expand our purpose all things will come to us so when i say i am me it's a constant reminder of keeping the reality is we're in the physical, practical reality present, but minimized to a greater reality that is kind of available to all of us. Now, some of us are unaware of that reality and might make us feel uncomfortable. Some of us are very well versed in that reality, but denying it won't make it go away. So might as well yeah. study it, which is what I did, right? I wanted to study how practical little am has to act and how that big E, the energy that I am eternally, who it is, what it is, and how to act through that. And that'll be a very individual answer for every person. I find that answer can be found through spirituality, uh, through science, but all of it, all of it to me is just one beautiful thing we call life. <laughs> and denying any part of it you know, robs of the life experience for me. So I like to see, I tell people that I like to see the science of God and the God of science, you know, and however that unfolds in my life makes me who I am, makes me me. And however it unfolds for every unique human being, because there's this big practice now that drives me a little bit crazy, not enough, because, you know, very few things trigger me anymore. But this, you know, this beautiful saying, we're not human uh, doings, we're human beings. So we've got to be. And I'm like, yeah, but we can be both. We could be <laughs> while we're doing something like we don't have to cut off the presence from being present with what we're doing. We don't, you know, so, yeah. That's the concept of everything I do. I studied, um, I studied different religions. I've traveled the world studying them. Uh, I have a PhD in metaphysical sciences, which is the philosophy of being. That's kind of where quantum physics meets God. <laughs> you know. Okay. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never been invested in organized religion. For example, like I, I had a. Um, I don't even know which title it was. It was a Baptist church and I wanted to get baptized at 10 or 11 years old. And I asked him a million times to hold my nose, hold my nose. And I watched him and he held everybody else's to dunk, but he never made mine. And I got water at my nose and I never went back to church. Cause if I couldn't trust the guy who was Trauma. dunking me, it was, Trauma. it was, 
exactly. I would have never until just now. It was like, oh, that was traumatic. No wonder why. Um, so I've resisted it. However, this is my working philosophy just the last few years is that, um, I don't know, atheism or that experience I think was supposed to happen because now that I'm a voice and an ambassador, there's a population of other people out there that don't believe in religion or spirituality or any of it, which was me, my first time in GA. It was like, I won't use the G word. Um, (laughs) Well, great overall designer. How about that? And if you think it's big bang, that's fine too. God is great overall designer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But I wouldn't say it like it was really, it was a hard, it was a hard word for me to say. So I, but I think that's part of my role is to convey that message. Like if Bobby can find spirituality, then anybody can. So I think the thing that we have in common is that curiosity. Cause that's what you said. These things interested you. So then you pursued your education around them. So that's, that's really fun. Um, you answered a question that I was going to ask you. I, I guess we kind of did it together. Um, I was going to ask you, can we create our own um, vibration or our own frequency? And I think that's what we did. Is that accurate? Yeah. Well, we are. The answer is not only we can, but that's who we are. We are the energy field at all times, right? Thoughts, thoughts, electric, feelings, magnetic, electromagnetic field. That's who we are as human beings. So now that we know that's who we are, we might as well choose the frequency at which we're vibrating. So the only thing we're changing is not the fact that we already are that. Like people say, well, I'm a great manifester. I'm like, yep, everybody is. Everybody is. Everything. Now, here's the beautiful thing. That's probably like a parting gift, right? Everything we have in our life right now, if you look around, no matter how great or how miserable it is, it's a glimpse of the past. We live in the past because everything that's happening now is the result of our thought patterns and feelings over a period of time. So we're surrounded by the results of the past. So when you are going to recreate your life, do not get distracted by the past. It just might take a little bit of time for the new seeds of your practice to sprout. Just don't get frustrated. Look around and say, this is the past. This is what used to be. And I'm surrounded by it. And right now in this safe space, in your mind and in your heart, you're creating with that powerful emotion going to bed of what it is you want to feel and you're not going to share it with anybody. You're going to keep it safe until it starts reflecting in your life. I think that's probably my biggest passion for people to realize that results can take time. Not Do not get distracted by the pre- past that is masking itself as your present. Do you have any advice for anyone who gets impatient, right? Or, and I don't want to say entitled because I don't think it's it, but you know, let's say it's six months from now, a year from now, Victoria, I went to bed. I cried every night in a good way and nothing's changing. Like, what would you say to me if we had that conversation in the future? Yeah, that you're, you're asking the wrong questions in your mind because you're asking the question when and that is the question that stops our ability to create because when you ask when you're preventing from your brain thinking that it's now and we want our brain to truly believe that this is in your life now and then it will start looking for opportunities to support that 
every every time we say why hasn't it yet or when we're reminding our brain that we're just quote unquote making it up by the way we are making it up it's beautiful correct phrase we are <laughs> making it up we just need to believe in it so believe in it fully until it unfolds and it will it will and it will just don't give up the very first book i wrote was called until you win and it was inspired by um the real estate conference you know one of the so many people you know people tell me also are you self-made million i'm like i'm self-made nothing none of us are <laughs> you know we're other <laughs> people made you know and so but the gentleman whose name is brian buffini um, you know, and I came to his conference when I was in real estate and somebody asked him, it was the first big recession that I experienced 2008, nine. And somebody asked him, you know, so when do we stop these particular practices he was training? And he goes, you don't stop until you succeed. I mean, like it was such a simple answer for him. What do you mean? When do you stop? You don't stop until you succeed. And so that's just it. You never know when you're one foot away from gold, you don't stop until you succeed and don't ask when because you have to start believing that it's now and then your brain says let me find opportunities to make it so wow that's beautiful so what does it look like for a client to work with you because is it is it the experience i just had is it like what does that look like for those yeah. who want to find you want to learn more about this stuff because this is this is serious stuff. This is this is life changing stuff. This is a, and I'm getting a little passionate about it because there's so many things I don't know what I don't know. And again, I feel like I'm the ambassador, or I, I describe it in my day job kind of things. You know, when you're a manager, I you learn from this employee and this employee and this boss, and you're basically like a bumblebee from flower to flower gathering information. And by the time you share it with this one, you sound like you know what you're talking about, but it's really about all the things you've gathered. And that's what I feel like is my job. I'm the bumblebee. And I never, I never would have thought about um, you and this, this different methodology. Not That's not the right language. I wouldn't have thought of your style as its own unique approach almost to yeah. recovery. Um, it has components, you know, like you probably did some of your own bubble Venus, but you've delivered this nice package and prosper me and, and everything you do. Um, I totally lost my train of thought, which is okay. I don't edit by the way anymore because I believe in authentic. That's my frequency. Um, but you've, you've done all this. So now I have something. Oh, that's that's where I was going. So I have something else to offer, right? It's not just 12 step. It's not just smart recovery. It's not just blah, 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 blah. Now I have Victorian. So mm. for the ones who want to end suffering and oh, by the way, I'm still talking to the entrepreneurs, the business owners, the people who've gambled, the people who whatever the thing is, because I'm pretty sure between technology and suffering, we're talking to the whole world. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think the first step is to know what your money healing pattern is. You know, we have a free quiz that anybody can take. I like free things because they're non-threatening, right? And so very easy to remember. It's moneyquiz.me. Very big on me. So you know, <laughs> moneyquiz.me. 
when you go take that quiz, what it's going to show you is that what is your what is your number one healing emotion? You're going to learn about yourself as what is the frequency that you are have come to heal through and start healing money through it. And it's going to give you the top three laws to focus on in the books. 35 laws is a lot of laws. You know, they're all important, but you got to start somewhere. And we don't want to start with overwhelm. So that quiz tells you these are the three laws. Then you can get the book really anywhere. You know, Amazon, you can start with the laws. Or, and you can get the app. Our most accessible, I believe, the greatest value for what we offer is Empower Dash Me app. It's like 19 bucks a year that we're continually expanding and that the focus is on empowering somebody who can't afford a coach, who cannot afford a, a, a you know, um, good um, psychiatrist or psychologist, like somebody who wants help and all they can do is very minimal. So that's the purpose for Empower Dash Me app. That's where I would start. Um, and for anybody who is more interested in one-on-one -on -one work, we have an amazing team of coaches. My site is u2shine.com, yu2shine.com. And then the, for people who are really hungry to lean into the depth of spirituality and practicality, we have a group that's called Quantum Freedom where I do four lives a month, group healing, business paradigms. We do manifestation. We do very high energy education. But I would say if I were new to any of this, I would exhaust every other resource first and know that that is something that I'm called to do. So we want to offer, you know, the value that everybody's ready to receive in this life or either at survival or at stability or at success or at significance. And I cannot take somebody from survival to significance because it's unattainable. I'm possibility coach, but that simply is impossible because right. <laughs> you got to go from survival to stability. So hopefully that gives a very clear path. If somebody was touched and wants to have more that that's what I would do. Wow. Thank you for that. Is there, I mean, we covered a lot. I think I could talk to you for a week straight and <laughs> as much as I want to know. Um, but is there anything that we haven't covered that you think, you know, that you have swirling around in your brain that you know they may want to know that I haven't asked or we haven't touched on? Yeah, I have this story that inspired me into everything that I do that I share any opportunity I have. I have shared probably thousands of times. I get choked up very authentically every time I share it. <laughs> so it brings me immense joy to share that because you can see the, the window into what inspired me and I know it'll touch. It'll touch whoever it's meant to touch today. And so that story goes back to 1400s. It's in 1400s in Italy, a sculptor Donatello is asked to carve a sculpture and he's commissioned to carve a sculpture and he's given a huge piece of marble, huge slab of marble. He studies it for months and he finds that the marble has a lot of veins, which in marble languages, it'll crack. <laughs> so, you know, bad, bad marble. Failure, you know, failure marble. So he fails it, he rejects it, right? And we've all felt failed or rejected, right? That's to me, that's a success potential story. 50 years later, Another sculptor and a painter that we all know, no matter what our education in art is, Michelangelo. Michelangelo looks at that marble, and out of that same marble, 
carves what is arguably the most famous Western society sculpture, which is David, that still stands in Florence today, 500 years later, still stands in Florence. So when he's asked by his contemporaries, how could he possibly carve this incredible sculpture out of faulty marble? He says a phrase that redefines who I am every morning. I saw the angel in the marble and I carved until I set him free. Mm. So I look at our life as marble. There's just a lot of marble. And our job is to find that wholeness, that self-worth, that angel, if you will, of who we are, who we've come to be, and break free, you know, one little piece of marble at a time. And that's kind of the journey of life for me in a nutshell. That's a beautiful story. Thank you. I'm glad you did share that with everyone. You. It, you can, I think there's more lessons even than what you shared, you know, things aren't as we see and, and who is supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so yeah, that was wonderful, Victoria. Well, I hope, and I intend we, we have to do something again together. Um, we Anytime. Just, we have 35 know. laws. We haven't even touched. We I, can do it all day long. <laughs> I know. I actually, what, what keeps showing up for me is I would love to do some sort of a live event with you, like on Zoo, on um, like LinkedIn or Facebook or something. So where we can get audience participation and questions live. I think, I think that would be really exciting. We could do actual sessions and healings. So people not only learn, but they transform. It's great to inform, but if we can transform, that's, that's where it's at. Love it. Love it. All right. Awesome. And all your information that you, you shared, where to find you, what your programs are, they'll all be in the show notes for everybody. And um, I look forward to this being shared with the world. It was, it was amazing. Thank you so much, Victoria. Bobby, thank you so much for having me, for being so vulnerable and empowering and authentic. It's been an honor. It truly has been an honor to both meet you and be a part of this journey. 